Hey everybody, welcome to The Highlight Show. This is a show within our show where we sit down and talk to people doing really cool stuff. It could be someone starting a restaurant, it could be a youth group, it could be somebody who has just gone through something hard and has a really cool story to tell. We sit down with them, we pick their brains, and we glean what life lessons we can learn from their journey. Give it a listen. I know. It starts, I'm always so hard at starting conversations. I've never been really good at this part. So, okay. welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is uh, a highlights episode. Here, I'm here with Dwayne and Antoinette. Say hello, every to everyone. Hey, hello, everybody. All right. So, uh, this couple I've known for how long has it been now? It's been like man, dude, since 2009. Uh, has it been 10 years? Yeah, it's been yep. that long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Holy years. smokes. Right. Okay, so we met a long time ago. Right. In independent film. So I was working on some storyboards and you guys reached out right. to for storyboards to work on a short film that you right. were working on. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. right. So it's been a lot of fun and a long time and boy I, I'm Glad I know you guys, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Where are you guys from? Because I know you're not Arizona natives. No. So where are you guys from originally? Well, we're both from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I grew up in Philadelphia. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we well, we got married in 1998. And uh, mm-hmm. it was now, what, 22 years now? What? My math is correct, 20, 20, 21 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, you know, we were natives of Philly. We, um, you know, we hooked up, and, um, you know, I was a police officer back then. And, um, and uh, you know, we, we started a ministry over there, and we had some very good success. The Lord blessed us to have a decent-sized ministry. We also had um, opened a restaurant. My wife is a, a very good cook. And um, so we all, all, we opened up what, 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 what you call a soul food restaurant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also had a daycare, you know, and that was our income, and, and you know, and it works worked out really well for us. And um, we were also involved in music, and uh, so as you hear, you know, we had a lot of stuff going on, right? And then we felt moved by the Lord to come out here to Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, and we did back in 2007, and we left everything behind. We left. We shut down our church, our restaurant, and um, our daycare, and which people would say is insane. I'm sure, but it's a big move. <laughs> it's a big move. Yeah, it's a big yeah. move. But we knew that Holy Spirit was directing us out here, so we came out here, and so we've been out here, and, and we're doing. We, we're in the process of, uh, of of restoring, or God is restoring um, to us some of the things that we already. Plus, we venture into. An area that we've never been before, which is always was something that we believed that we would venture into, but it was not until we came out here and we actually met you yeah. <laughs> that we ended up venturing into uh, feature films, and that's yeah. what we're doing now. And so, you know, along with ministry as well, you know, which is um, developing, and we're using the power of the internet, you know, and our ministry is more like a televised type thing over. Over the, we use Facebook to broadcast mm-hmm. our, our uh, you know services live. So people, we have people following actually too. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what was that vision like? Like you're in Philly, you got this good life going, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, I need to go to 
Arizona, right? Like, what was that vision? How did that come about to say, I have this vision of something and then I'm going to go there to attain that vision? Well, you know, you know, I would say the Lord actually thrust us out of Philadelphia. Because <laughs> okay. what happened Sometimes was... Sometimes got to do that. Yeah, he thrust us out. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good situation, but it was, was a good situation. Okay. So I'm going to share that. So my husband, like he said, we had our own ministry. He started having these dreams... And these dreams was coming and it was all about the end time. They're very vivid dreams. And he would come to church services and share the dreams with us, you know, that he would have. And it was so vivid. It was like you could actually see what he was saying and what he dreamt about. So these dreams went on for years, for a long time. So um, our church land that we had was a huge, it was an old Presbyterian building. We had a, a mansion house and like God gave us all the land, you wow. know, in yeah. Philadelphia, all the land. And um, we lived in this, this place. Um, they gave it to us. The Presbyterian people gave it to us. Oh, wow. Their ministry was dying off. All the people who was over it was dying off. And so we had a little church directly across the street from them and they would hear us every Sunday morning praise and worshiping God. Mm -hmm. They would hear us after they do their morning service, they would hear us praise and worshiping God for a long time and didn't know that they was even paying attention to us. So, so one day we needed to get out of our church building um, because it was so dilapidated where we was having services, it wasn't really good. And um, the Lord showed us to go across the street and tell the Presbyterians your situation, what you're dealing with. So we go over there and tell the Presbyterians. And the Presbyterians went into an emergency meeting that we did not know. They went into to, to, to discuss our situation. And they came back with uh, the okay to let us move into their building. Wow. To have services. And so all of this was all a part of like dreams. The Lord was showing me dreams. The Lord was showing me that was our building. That was our church. He was going to give us all that land and stuff. And so they allowed us to come in. So when we, they showed us the, the mansion house where the pastor lived, you know, and the building and all that good stuff. And um, so long story short, we wound up going in and they wound up giving us all everything. Wow. And you... You guys weren't a Presbyterian church at the, no, at the we time, right? No, we're not so denominational. That's really cool to see yeah. the you know the crossover, right? Yes. Yes. Right. They're filling a need. You needed something, and exactly. they, they didn't say, oh, you're not Presbyterian. And, you right. can't come in. So exactly. Say, right. Okay. And they right. trusted that we would come in and care for the land and care right. for the building because that's, it was yeah. hundreds of years old, right? right, right. Like, it was a, of it, years it was, old. Uh, Oh, it was a, you know a family. You owned that building? Uh, the Gambles. The, the Gamble, yeah. The Gambles. They yeah. were the very rich a very people rich, in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, family, uh, family, Gamble family. Uh, we're going back, like, back into, like, man, early 19... Yeah, 19... So, like, 1800? No, 19... Early 1900? 1905, 67... Okay. Something. It's way back there. Sure, sure. But, um, you know, the church was a... Was so old that it was considered a historical landmark mm -hmm. oh, and when okay. we wanted to uh upgrade the building we couldn't even do yeah, it hard yeah, yeah. We, we, we couldn't even bring a water tap into the building because it was it was uh considered to be one of those uh uh you know um you know uh, 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 so old that, mm -hmm. that, that you know they didn't they wouldn't let us touch it exactly so, you know we were able to do some renovations and things like that in, in the parsonage house that we ended up moving into i mean it's it's a major story time would fail us to tell you 
the whole thing and, and how we were, you know, believing God and how we were living. Man, people would, like, man, you guys actually was like uh, living like that. Yeah, we, we had great faith in the Lord and, and um, God blessed us and for our faith. He, he gave us that building. I mean, he, he gave us yeah. at he, all of that. They moved us land. into, um, because the situation, which my wife didn't share all was, of it. Okay, go ahead. You go ahead. Finish it. Yeah, let me finish. Okay, let me finish. I ain't gonna take that from you. Go ahead. Yeah, like. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so so we we living in the land in the house and we lived there for like four years and because we was in direct contact with all the overseers of the land. They are the decision makers. Mm -hmm, so okay. we was in great communication with them. They allowed us to move in on a condition that we continue on ministry. That's right, all. Right. Not Presbyterian, long as we continue on ministry in the community. Right. And that's what we did. That's what we was about, community. Right, right. So we lived there for like four years. Right. But then the others died off, start dying off, the ones that we was in contact with the overseers mm -hmm. okay. and then okay. what happened mm -hmm. was the the corporate presbyterians right. came in the right. lord started giving me these dreams before they even came to us the lord started giving me these dreams about the land being sold i saw a for sort of for sale sign on the property and then i saw this black church inside our church having services a bunch of black people and stuff. So I woke up to my husband, I saw that, you know, this dream that the land was being sold or what have you. Then lo and behold, the sign went out there on the grounds. A black church did come in and buy the lands. We took the paperwork to a lawyer and all that stuff. They had the rights mm -hmm. and all that to sell the property and all that. So we couldn't do anything, even though they gave us all the paperwork with the deeds and all of that, but it wasn't legally signed over. Okay. to us okay so the church did come in buy the property and um after that we lived there for just a couple months after they took over and the pastor wanted the house that we were living in we had upgraded so much on the inside that you wouldn't even think that house looked the way it looked on the inside so lo and behold they wanted everything they wanted us out and sure enough um the sure enough we wind up what you told the young lady mm -hmm. in a couple months or whatever, we'll be out of here right. and we'll be living on the West Coast. I mean, it just <laughs> came out of him that we will be out of this house in, a, in less than a certain amount of time and we'll be living on the East Coast, the uh, West Coast, and all of this. And sure enough, and then you did in about six weeks. It, was, uh, it, it had it, to be about six it, weeks. It, it, let me let me add let me add to that. You know, it was like man, it was like an Elijah moment. Mm -hmm. It was like you know because the lady was persecuting us. Yeah, she was really persecuting us. And the Lord, you, know, you could say the word of the Lord, man, rose up in me. And uh, you know, during the time it was, she was persecuting us. I said, you know, it, it, the Lord took over, and I said to her very fervently, rebuked her about what she was saying. And then I said, in uh, <laughs> like, in the sign that this is from God yeah. is that two months from now we will be out of this place, living on the West Coast, just like that. Yep. Right. And sure and enough, and pass. then one day we was coming in the house, and all of a sudden I just felt led of the Lord to get online and start looking for houses in Arizona. Like I ain't know nothing about no Arizona, mm -hmm. no nothing about, and I don't even think I knew you told that lady that. 
No, you didn't. I didn't even know he told that lady that. No, you weren't there until when I, he, I was not there. Yeah. I yeah. did not know yeah. what he said. And and I'm looking for a house um, in Arizona because the Lord told me to. And then all of a sudden, I had a house that day. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That same day, we had That's a house. Crazy. And mm-hmm. we started packing up. Yep. And actually, you know, we was went. out, what, two weeks? Two weeks after, Two weeks before. That. We was out two weeks before that time. Right, before. Before the time. The two months was up right. or whatever. Because the lady happened. took us to court. That's what it was. She took us. Oh, wow. She had, took us to court. Yes, she did. Because um, she wanted the. What land. happened was what, what what we did, which we didn't, was a mistake on our part. But yet not a mistake because of the will of God. But out of good heart and because that we trusted her, that we signed a lease to the, the parsonage house that we were living in, and mm. that you know then the lady you know flipped the script on us and went to do what. I thought that she wouldn't do, you know what I mean, believe that she wouldn't, and she did. And so when we went to uh, a lawyer, um, they said, well, the problem is, is that you actually signed the lease. You know what yeah. I mean? If you didn't sign the lease, you know, you would have an argument and you would be able to fight the lady on this issue. But because you signed the lease, kind of like gave her the power yeah. and um, to yeah. do what she did. So she wanted to, again, and my wife said, you know, she wanted to take the house from us and and, and all this kind of stuff, end up going down to a, a court, you know, like a, a landlord-tenant situation. The Lord moved in our in our favor, and everything she was trying to do, the judge was like, man, I ain't doing all that. No, what okay. Was, oh, I you don't know, even know what she's trying to do. Like, I was like, what's she trying she, to she do? Had, she, it, I can't remember all everything, but the lady was, man, just, it was just crazy. And I ended up just sitting there, and I didn't have to say a word hardly. You know, the, the, okay. the, the, the judge was like, no, miss, you know, I'm not doing that. You got the building. Okay. You, you you own it. You're not. I'm not going to make them blah 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 blah. Right. You know. No. You know what I mean. He was paying her the rent every she, she month. Want, she wanted and to he take. He went to go pay the rent. And she said, "I don't want it." Right. Right. She said, "I don't want it." And look, what we didn't know is that she wanted right. us out. Oh, she right. She. Right. We didn't know. And so, so she's trying. She she's trying to take everything that we had in there. Right. In and, the house. Yeah, and trying to possess it for herself. <gasps> That's what <laughs> I love that she's learning. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And that's what and that's what the judge shut down. The, the Lord. She was trying to take everything. The Lord, we the did. Lord, through that judge, shut that lady down, man. Oh it's like, my it's like, lady, kind of like, you know, man, lady, are you out of your mind? Are you, are you crazy? You, you know, that's man? funny. That ain't gonna happen. Uh, that's you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna show you pictures of what our house looked like and what this lady was trying to take from. Is that why the Lord had me take everything, yeah. even the French doors and yeah. the gold knobs, honey? Man. I Great brass knobs. It's, it's like, man, you know, the, if you know the I Bible, everything that it's, it's, was a shell. We, we, that thing, I'm telling you, man, it had homeless people living in there. We, we turned that thing into a, it was a, luxury. a real mansion. Oh, the man, house had was, 15 yeah. rooms. It was just the first floor too. It, we, we never got to the second, right. the third floor. But everything the was like three floor, stories we high. We put a close to almost what had to be like 60. 60, we had a good 60,000. Yeah, we put a lot of money in. Wow. About 60,000, like everything. We changed everything out. Right. So so, so that, that's something that has always impressed me about you guys right. is you guys will have a vision mm-hmm. and then you just do it. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. where does that come from? I'm not that type of person, right? Like I can have the vision, <laughs> but then I got to analyze it and then overanalyze it. And then then I got to like take a break from it and then analyze it some more before I, before I will step out and do it. But you guys like... You see it, and then you just do it. Right. So where do, where do you think that comes from? Like, how did you develop the ability to do that? Well, it's an honor for me to, to give you the answer to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I have to say that it's God, of course. You know, but to be more, um, to explain 
um, I think it has to do with calling too. Yeah. Because you know, um, myself being called to the ministry, my wife is also called to the ministry. I mean, you know, um, I believe, and, and, and it's a personal testimony from over the years that when I got saved years ago, years ago when I was man, early, like early eighties, you know, when I got saved, man, like. 85, you know, around there, 84, 82, something like that. Um, I was only like seven years old when I got saved. You know what I mean? But I remember when I got saved, man, I was heading over, you know, just everything in for God, man. You know, I knew that, that the Lord had come in my life. I had a real experience with the change and the, the spirit coming alive and everything. Mm -hmm. And in all my teens, man, I just desired God and had, you know, such a desire and love for the Lord. And I was just spend all my time seeking the Lord and praying and persecuting and, and, uh, for it, of course, because I, I was looked at being strange. <laughs> I didn't know that back then that was actually calling my life. God was calling me to do a great thing. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. you know, so he, he, right. he, it started back then, you know what I mean? And faith was built, uh, you know, through seeking the Lord, you know what I mean? And having real encounters with God. Mm -hmm. Dreams where I've you know had a, had a vision of the Lord you know even Jesus in my dreams, um, I mean praying and, and having supernatural encounters with vision visions you know what I mean mm -hmm. literally like real visions of God like so that played a major role and this was going on in my life for a long time you know what I mean and so um, you can say that man I was the type of person and still am the kind of person that God can say do this and I'll just do it without yeah. thinking right you know what I mean and won't ask the question I'll just do it. But that I comes from a history. And see, and that comes exactly. Right. So, and I can hit a test right. what he said right. because I didn't know him, even though we was going to the same church. Mm -hmm. I did not know him. It was a, a huge ministry, mm -hmm. you know, thousands of people in the service at a time. But again, when I got saved, same thing. Yeah. I completely gave myself to God. Yeah. I mixed the world and everything that I was doing in the world, and I just gave myself to God. So mm -hmm. now it's just work for me. And God and going to services and Bible study and Bible college, you know, and I just really gave myself to God all night prayer, 24 hour prayer line, like whatever I can do in ministry, I was there at the church offering myself to do. Right. And so building that relationship with God, knowing God for myself, having supernatural experiences with God myself, mm -hmm. you know, as an individual. Mm -hmm. So that faith was built up. Mm -hmm. That I know that I know that I know God is real and that right. he exists. Right. And Jesus Christ died for right. my sins. Right. You know, the plan of God was to send the man, you know, the son to die for the transgressions of the world. Right. You know, so I knew that to be true. Mm -hmm. You know, I know Jesus is real. I know God is real, you know. Right. And so in that, you know, that's where my hope and my faith lies right. in that, right. you know, and also learning of the Holy Spirit, right. knowing the Holy Spirit, you right. know, and being led by the Holy Spirit. Right. So all of that encumbers that walk of faith, right. you know, and and knowing what God wants us to do as a married right. couple. So, and with the Lord, to add on to that, the Lord, he hitched us together. He connected yeah, us That's going to be my next question. Yeah. How have you guys brought all of that together into, like, because you guys are married, but you're also it's, doing business together. Right. Like, you guys are doing it all together. So how right. you're two individuals working on this faith, and then it's come together. Right. And then gone forward well, together as well, well. I would like to start off saying concerning that, with being the wife, knowing my place, 
knowing what the words say as far as marriage, how the wife's supposed to be, the man is the head. You know what I'm saying? Understanding, yes, God is going to get a vision to the man. I'm the help meet, you know, and all of that good stuff. Knowing the gifts and talents that God has given me, where, I, what my niche is, what I'm supposed to do, understanding what he's supposed to be doing, you know, and we're both comfortable with what God called us to do, you know, so I'm not trying to cross over into what he's trying to do, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. and he's allowing me to do what God is calling me to do when they both intended to the same one vision, which is God vision. Now, you know I want to expound on that, but she well put said. it, she put it in a nutshell, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like that, how she put it, because that's exactly how we work. So, you know, God put us together, you know what I mean? And these two people of faith, you know what I mean? Again, mm -hmm. I, I, giving God all the glory. Yeah. The faith came from, like you said, the relationship with the Lord. That's exactly what you deduce what I was trying to, to convey. Mm -hmm. The relationship with God, having those supernatural encounters is the reason why that we ended up being what you call, may call, fanatical or even radical. I wouldn't go, <laughs> you know, I am a fanatic of the Lord. And then you, you can say I'm a bit radical too. <laughs> Radical with, with <laughs> radical, but you know, not radical as in like extreme, right. um, you know, nonsensical, sure. you know, stuff that can't be, you know, it's not even fake, it's just plain, like, just crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, not sure. like that, sure. but but yeah. but really, you know, trust when it comes to trusting, knowing God yes. and what He can do, yes, definitely. Um, have had enough experience with God. Yeah, I know he's real, That's and right. once I know, all I need to know is God. That's right. It's God, and and once that is, I know that I'm good. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll be able to go. So he connected us together, and all this vision that he's given us together. You know what I mean? You know, um, pretty much like you know what what, what the Lord fed me is filtered through my wife. My wife is 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 like makes it happen. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? She's anointed and gifted in making things happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So what, what, what creative things uh, the Lord may put in my spirit say, mm -hmm. do this. Then when she can say hands on it, she actually makes it. God is able to use her to make it come together. And her business skills mm -hmm. and people skills like and that. management skills and being able to help, you know, help me, you know, um, manage my life and time and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, pretty much like the kind of virtuous woman that my wife is really virtuous in that area. Because I can attest to the scripture, like you say, when you have a virtuous wife, you don't even know what's going on. Mm -hmm. you, you, don't have to, you don't know what, you know what I'm saying? It's like the wife is so good that, you know, you just like living, you know what I mean? And because she takes care of everything. And not to say that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do as a man. Right. You know, but my wife is really, you know, um, I rely on her a whole lot. Her uh, uh, love for God, myself, her family, and doing the job so good allows me to keep being able to communicate with God to keep giving getting vision from God that's how it's working you know yeah. what I mean yeah. that allows me to keep staying before the Lord to keep getting from God but needs to get filtered through my wife and then she gets it and it's like but we're working in tandem like together mm -hmm. right you know what I mean and um, it's a beautiful thing, man. I love that. You know, I just, love that that's pretty much how we work, man. You know. So then, how did you guys go from uh, police, restaurant, daycare to ministry to jumping out into Arizona, and now you guys are have been pursuing uh, independent film, right? Pretty consistently for I guess ten years. If that's yeah. how long it yeah, yeah, That's when you guys yeah, started yeah, yeah. With, yeah. The, with the short film. What brought you into film, and then how has how has that journey gone? Real quick, well, okay, well, I'm like, let me just say this real quick. Go ahead. Police officer, you'd know, always wanted to be, met my wife when I was a police officer, um, started, you know, getting the direction from God. We started our ministry, um, you know, and then the Holy Spirit started to cultivate in me 
um, in us in uh, showing us what to do as far as the spiritual is concerned. And we kind of just like gravitated to that. Um, when the situation arose for me to be able to leave, it was an act of faith. And I was contemplating leaving the police department, going to full-time ministry. And the Lord, you know, because it was such a careful thing and, uh, and I, I knew my family uh, was on the line, you know, me being the provider and everything, uh, but I couldn't shake what I believe the Holy Spirit was saying, saying to me. He confirmed yeah. it through somebody we didn't know. Um, in the midst of doing what we love, music, we had went to this church and a minister, a very popular uh, minister, evangelist, um, evangelist, evangelist Healer is her name, anointed woman, pretty much signaled me out, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah, man, she did. told us everything. You know, or touch on anything we were going through, even yep. with, even the situation we were living in before the Lord gave us that house, yep. and the conditions that we were going through, yep. and everything. And she's like, and the Lord said to tell you, don't worry about don't the job. Don't worry about the job. Yeah, I got you on that one. And that was amazing because right before we left to go to that church, mm -hmm. I, I asked him because I saw how disturbed he was and silent mm -hmm. he was, and he, you know, and I'm like, okay, so what? When are you going to go and let the job know? The Lord, we got to leave the job. You know, <laughs> as the police officer, you got to quit. Mm -hmm. The Lord said, leave the job. Like, well, okay, when are you going to do that? You know, <laughs> we got to obey the Lord. He's like, I'm just being careful because, you know, like he said, my family. I have a family. I got to be make sure that I'm hearing God, yep. you know. Yep. So when we went to church that night, sure enough, we left. We got in the car. We went to that church. And that lady said, you, I'm glad you got up because you, <laughs> I was waiting on you. Right. She told him, I was nice. waiting on you. Right. And sure enough, the Lord said, don't worry about the job. Right. So after that, we was down at the uh, headquarters the next morning. Resigned. And resigned. And it's been great. So, so we went, we went there. We did ministry. Then, you know, we started the daycare. And then, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the, the Lord gave us the building. It's like God allowed us to experience uh, success, yeah. brief success. Being on top of the world, like tight feeling, feeling where everything was working for us, you know what I mean? After moving out of that position, you know, yes. having a restaurant, daycare, and income, and even more than what I had when we were, you know, I was when a police officer. When you were officer. a police officer. And yeah. plus the ministry, you know, and the right. building the Lord gave us. I mean, it's like, it was the perfect situation. We, the Lord allowed us to have that. Yes. I, I looked at that, I look at that as a reward of our faith. And it was only just for a time. We and, four uh, years. You know we lived four years in that house. Paid no rent, no nothing, just utilities. Oh, yeah, we had no we, bills. We had no rent. I mean, like, no everything rent. was free. Yeah. So we, of course, yes, we could start a daycare. We had clientele. Yeah. We had a great clientele when it came the down daycare to The daycare was in our house. It was inside because the house was so right, big. Right. Yeah. We took one complete side of the house and turned it into the a daycare right, center. Right, right. Like, it was well, so it's kind of like showing... Showing you what a win looks like. Right. Like I talk about with sports teams. Sometimes they, you see what a win looks like, and right. then they're gonna revamp and they bring in all these young kids and they right. start anew, and then they have to win again to remember. What, right. And then they can remember what it was like and be like, "That's what it was supposed to look like. But, That's right. what it's supposed to feel like." So right. now you know what winning kind of feels like. So right. then when you start over, you right. know what you're driving. Let exactly. me show you how That's the Lord true. rewarded us, though, Brandon. I'm gonna share a little more history with you that that you can see how the Lord blessed us. When we first met, 
and the Lord told us to start a church. We went to our pastor and said, "Got the we're not going to go out and just start no church because we believe God mm-hmm. said start a church. Mm-hmm. No, we we want to prove the so word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We wanted mm-hmm. to prove the word of the Lord. So who do you go to? Is your pastor? Mm-hmm. You know, this pastor is over thousands of people. He he's he's moving in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. So when you go to this man, you better know that you know that you know you're hearing from God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because sitting down with him is like God looking at you. That's how it felt. Mm-hmm. Like God is piercing eyes, is looking at you mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. So we go and 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 see if this is really the word of the Lord. We go sit, we call, set up a meeting with him, go in and sit down, and we sitting there with the man of God, and we both just sitting there, and he's just quiet, looking at us, just looking on us, just like he's hearing from God. He's mm-hmm. sitting there for a good while mm-hmm. and not saying anything to us. It could be very intimidating. Yes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So we're just sitting there, you know, and then all of a sudden, a little while after, he says, he said, don't entertain him. He just looked at him. That he said, was the he said, he said, teach the he word. Said, teach he said, teach the word. He said, preach the word. He said, he said don't, don't entertain him. him. Right. Preach the word and don't entertain him. And that meeting went on, him just encouraging us in the Lord and all of that. And when we left that building, he told his daughter, the pastor told the daughter, open up the warehouse. He furnished our whole church, our first church. He He furnished it. He said, give them whatever they need. He gave them whatever they need. He gave us everything that we needed to start the ministry. Right. And then we were in ministry. We had members not paying tithes and offering. We taking all of his police money, paying rent to keep the church open and all of that, which then turned into us actually losing our residence where we lived because we were always late. We paid, but we was always late. Right. So we lost it when, you I know, like to say, you know what, you know, you know what I would say? We sacrificed. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting to yeah. all the sacrifice. Yeah. I'm going to show yeah. you why the mm-hmm. Lord mm-hmm. did all he did for us. Mm-hmm. Let me show you this. We lived there. We paid it late, but we paid the house of God first. And then we paid ours. So they got tired of a little lateness. Okay? They got tired. Mm-hmm. And they want us out now. Okay? They want us out. My baby, Raina, is only still a little baby infant. Um, and it's getting to the cold season or what have you. I'm now pregnant with Joshua. Okay. We now have to move into our church building. We have a large open sanctuary, 2000 square feet, but we got offices, rooms back here. We wind up living in our church, sleeping in the pastor chair. He had to every single day upright in a, a pastor chair. I had to make the pastor desk my bed because I'm pregnant. I needed to sleep on something. Mm -hmm. I still now have Patricia and Raina, two little kids who I had to make a little room in one of the other office. We're communing out of this commercial property, nobody knowing. We're living that way. Nobody knowing. Mm -hmm. He's still a police officer in Philadelphia. We lived there. We called one place for a house to live. They was like, no, the house is taken or what have you. And so we lived there for a good eight months. Now I'm about to have Joshua. We get a phone call that says, that house you called about for eight months is still available. Do you want it? We said, we still don't have no money right now and the credit ain't good. Don't worry about that. Just come. They gave us the house. Mm-hmm. So I mean, They it, gave yeah. us the house and stuff. 
after that house, we wound up moving into, God told us to move into another house, which turned out to be a drug-infested drug house. But hold on, maybe we move on to that. Hold on, hold, keep that thought. Now, the Lord gave us the house, right? And But the Lord used a, a, a man of God to minister to us. I want to say this, how that God has been supernaturally guiding us all right. through that's our lives, yes. our, our Holy Spirit. Yeah. Supernaturally, I'm, I mean. I'm connecting it to the way that you guys are operating you. right now. Right. Thank right. you. Right. So yeah, that's yeah. what right. I'm saying. That's right. why. I, oh. so, 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 so he also said, you know what? He said, man, you have a son. You know, he had like a gap in his teeth. He said, the Lord gonna, is going to do something with your son. You know, I mean, he, was, he was a prophet. He said, I see this house. The Lord's going to give you this house. It's like a single two-story house. I see a swing on the porch, he said. Oh, that's right. You know what I'm saying? God's going to give you that. And then days later, man, we got the call yep. for the saying that the house is available. That was the and house. And they gave it to us. That this property. And it was exactly to the, the, the way that man And the man described. didn't even live in Philadelphia. He, he was lives in, in, in St. Louis. St. Louis. He was mm -hmm. in you know St. Louis talking he, to him but, but he over told the us, phone. He, the Lord showed them the building, man. I mean, yeah. so this is And the man was half asleep when he was saying Yeah, supernatural. <laughs> he was half asleep. It was supernatural. supernatural. Check this out. And hold on. Not only did the Lord do that, you know what I'm saying, to show you faith, we didn't have a car. And the Holy Spirit's like, go down, go to, down to the car Simone, dealership. It was called DeSimone Cars Car Dealership. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We went down there, man. No, my my, my credit was Jack, right? Yep. Man, we went in, in, in faith, faith. by the word of the Lord. And the man sat there. I said, okay, what you want? You know, yeah. Like, what car you want? I'm like, what? I said, did you check? You, did you do your credit? I said, yeah. Um, ain't nothing on it. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing on it. it. <laughs> ain't nothing on it. I we know. was like, oh, I don't know what okay. the Lord we was like, oh, that, that van over there, that would be nice. Because I got to go in and they're going to induce my, and I'm going to have the baby this weekend. So he said, okay, so what we'll do, we'll give you a car. Right. You just take the car for the weekend while we get this all together. And then when you have the baby, we'll come out the hospital. You come here and get the van. And, and so he picks me up on Sunday. Mm -hmm. We go to the car dealership, get the van, leave the car dealership, and walk into a brand new house. Right, that we that, that that you know it was is a brand new house. Not to say that, not to, uh, no, I want to make think that we owned it. No, no, but, no, but no. the Lord provided us a place right. to live, a new place. You to know what I mean? Despite our situation, because of our faith, With man, no just, money, because we, none of this, because we believed God, and you know, uh, no matter what it looked like to the people, it looked ridiculous to the people, but to us, man, God was. But let me tell you, those Sunday us. services in that church building, we held services every Wednesday. Friday night service and all night prayer on Friday night. Saturday morning, we're up doing outreach with the church. Sunday morning service and Sunday evening service. Faithful. Mm -hmm. Faithful. Okay? For a whole year. Faithful. All right? We're faithful to God. So then we live in this house for one year. Now they want us to lease it, to buy it. We was like, no, this is not God's best for us. We knew that. No, we can't. So now they want us to leave. Or what have you. So, okay. So now we find this other place. We saw a sign. We called the owner. He said he has a property. Y'all can move into that. The people are going to be out. Come to find out this was a drug infested building. My husband went around there with the owner. Those people were supposed to be out, but they wasn't out when it was time for us to move in. And the owner said, I'm sorry, those people are still there. You know, they were supposed to be out, you know. But my husband went around there, saw the place, came back. But God said, move in there. All right. So what I so, did real quick, I went around there and I saw the drug dealer. I walked up to him. I said, dude, let me tell you something. I'm moving around here with my family. I'm a police officer. Okay, I'm just letting you know. You know what I mean? That, um, you know, pretty much I just told him, like, you know, you, know, um, you got to tone it down, man. You know, 
My uh, family is You don't coming. bother me, I won't bother you. But I can't have you doing just any kind of thing. You know what I mean? He respected that. Yes, he hmm. did. He, he they did that. respect mm-hmm. us when we walk in there. Yep. So imagine a three-story, skinny, tall building, mm-hmm. apartments on each floor. They have the first floor. The second floor has nothing, but the owner gave us the front room on the second floor. And we lived on the third floor, which only had two rooms and a tiny little kitchen when you walk up the steps. Mm-hmm. Now, the building is atrocious because, you know, drug dealers prostitutes, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. all right, is sex on the porch, mm-hmm. okay, all that is happening, this mm-hmm. is where God told us to move into, and we had to obey, and we did, uh-huh. this is where God told us to move into, mm-hmm. and we had to, mm-hmm. and we obeyed, right. we went in there, you hear me, mm-hmm. and the Presbyterian church is right across the street, mm-hmm. when I looked at that building, God said, that's your building, Yep. That's all y'all land right there. That right. building, that house, that's all y'all's right there. Right. When we moved into that drug-infested hmm. house. Right. Hmm. Two, about a month later, we lived in there. It was getting cold. They kept turning their heat off or whatever. But my husband kept praying and kept praying because he was getting frustrated. Right. He actually dealt with him about that. But God told him to be patient. Right. God told him to be patient. Turn around. That he, the Lord said. It. He said, "I'm about. They're going to be gone. They're going to be gone." He, he said, said, "Don't do nothing." Face. Don't he do said, nothing. They're going to be. I'm gonna handle it. Sure. That next couple days later, they was out. The hmm. sheriff came in and, and evicted them. And the, the owner turned around and gave us the, the entire whole building. Building. So we took that second floor, started our little church right. in the front room while right. we was running our record label, right. Holy Child Gospel 2, right. and we was having church services. The community was coming. Mm-hmm. They was coming. That little room was anointed. And Let me throw this in there. Community was coming. Oh, yeah, they came right from oh. other churches. One person came and went, took a report back to their church about the move of God. Yes. The pastor of that church um Got jealous. Yes. Uh, a particular, uh, his number one person came, um, went, went to license and inspections. Yes. And called on us and saying reported that the building was no church. good. Reported the church. And we Inside ended up, house. So one of the members who was coming to our church who belonged to the other ministry informed us and said, let me warn you, this is what they're doing. Yeah. Sure enough, they did come, right? And they came to shut us down. It was a yep. Wednesday night prayer service. We were yeah. praying. They came up. We let them come upstairs. It was a man and a woman, a uh, black woman and a Hispanic man, right? And then they came up there, and they saw the whole condition. And the woman looked at her supervisor, because it was her supervisor. She said, I ain't touching this. So you can do what you want. She said, I ain't touching this. That was at the rest telling them why they there. Right. Right. Why you're here is because right. a pastor reported because right. his members is leaving, mm-hmm. coming to our church because they're encountering supernatural right. stuff with God, right. you know? So we live like that mm-hmm. for, and that's when the Lord told us to tell the Presbyterians what right. we was right. experiencing right. Right. because they said, you got two weeks to go down to City Hall. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they'll give you a, a certain amount of time to get the building up the park. Well, we knew we didn't have that money to do right. that. Right. So the Lord said, Tell the Presbyterians. And then that's how we wind up right. getting the land. Right. So you guys have that's, a lot of practice right. with dealing with like needing to get somewhere but not having the money for it. Right. Right. I mean, movies right. are right. very expensive. Right. 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 So, so that, you guys it, have a lot of life experience. Exactly. Right. And, that, and, 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 and to get to your, to answer the question wholeheartedly, I'm sorry, it took so long to, get, to share yeah. all this. That's why we have the faith, a supernatural faith exactly. over the years that the Lord has given us. And why we are now, you know, doing films and having, you know, success with it. You know, I mean, as far as from the level that we're doing it, 
You know yeah. what I mean? Because uh, we started the, the, the Arizona Gospel Music Convention for the first two years living out here. Right. We did that two or three years. Two. Two years. After the second year, it was like we noticing the people just don't want to do anything serious, mm-hmm. you know, on a serious level. So it was like we're investing thirteen to 15000 during these events, bringing in people from all over the country, right. flying them in, putting them up, hotels. I mean, doing mm-hmm. it at the best hotels out here. And then okay? let, me, let, me, let me throw this in here, too. You know, about what, one thing about us, let me because you hold your thought, is that, you know, people will say, you know, that... That what we do could be, you know, ridiculous. Some people seem to see it, see it to be ridiculous, but it's not. It's fake. Faith dollars is dead. So, so a lot of times what we do, we, we'll we'll do something that we feel, you know, to do. Maybe not be a revelation from God about doing it, but then the Holy the Holy Spirit will come in and then he'll he'll redirect us or he'll he'll fine tune us and and kind of like set us like exactly where he wants us to be. But it's only after we act. Mm. When we act first, you act on that vision, and right. then, and then you get that yeah. sanctifying grace that drives yeah, what, and directs you. Exactly. Yeah. So all these things, though, is is definitely what he had told me when I first met him. We're going to be in music. We're going to be in film. We're going to do. We'll have ministry. Like these are all the things that he told me when I first met him. This is what he's called to do. You know, and of course, I didn't believe it at first. You know, but okay. as time went on, like we are literally doing all these things. Yeah. You know, and so that media has always kind of been the vision. Like, right. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Media has always been in the vision because when we was living in the church, we signed artists to our record label while right. we was living in the church. Right. Okay. And we was doing music ministry then. Right. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. was doing mini- yeah. music ministry then. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we we had one supernatural experience where we was giving all our money and stuff to the church, paying the rent and all that, where our electric went out one day and we didn't have, we did without electric for like almost a month. No, six, it was, it, it was, it was, was like three months or so. It, it, had, it wasn't, it was, it was a month. It was like a month without, without the electric. Cause it was August going into the cold season mm-hmm. into September, October. Yeah, it happened in August, and September. It was a couple of months. Oh, it was. Yeah, it wasn't until. Cause it was December. We moved into the church. Yeah. Yep, you're it right. Was it was a quite a few months. Yeah. And then one day we woke up, he walked into the living room and our TV just popped on. Just popped on. Like, okay, we've been living like this for months. Like, did you tell somebody we had our electric was off? And we were still faithful to the church, and nobody in the church knew this. Mm-hmm. Nobody. We ain't tell nobody. They still ain't paying tithes and offerings, though. <laughs> okay? And we still ain't tell nobody, right? But we still paying the church, keeping the doors open for them. Mm-hmm. Still doing Wednesday service, Friday service, all-night prayer, outreach, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Still doing that. All those months, nobody know we living without electric at home. Nobody paid our electric. Okay, how's this? This is part, first partakers of what he'd been preaching. Supernatural provision. That's what he'd been preaching. Supernatural provision from God. We now are experiencing this. Nothing else on in the house because when the electric went off, I was cooking and I had lights on, TV on, everything going. Everything went off. But now only the TV on. Okay. So we knew this is God. This is God. So I ran to my neighbors knocking on the doors. You got to stitch your cords? You got the reason, why, the reason for that is because the power to the house is only to the apartment that we live in is only in the front mm. living room. And that socket was the only one that was working. Yes, it was. Yep, that was the only thing that was working. So we lived like that for like a week and then we realized our stove is electric. Maybe that will work. 
when we went to go turn the knobs on the stove on, we turned the first knob on, all the lights popped on in the house, but the they was the in the apartment, yeah. I'm sorry, and it was dim. And then we turned the second knob on, the lights got brighter. Oh, now we're getting hooked on phonics. <laughs> okay, let's turn the third one on. Then it got even brighter, right? We was like, woo! And so then we turned the last one on. We had full-blown electricity throughout the whole apartment. God used, and guess what? The eyes on the stove never got hot. They never got hot. <laughs> never weird. got hot. Yeah. So tell That's me that funny. ain't supernatural. That's so we funny. turn them right. off, right. the lights go off. Right. We turn them on, lights <laughs> come on. Well, you know, so, okay. You know, Philadelphia is super cold. Now, it's right right when the cold season had just happened. We were like dealing with some serious cold, man. Yeah, we were. We were, we were um, you know, we had to live in the rooms and we had to put uh, curtains up to keep the cold from coming mm -hmm. back in. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord provided for us. Man. Supernatural. Supernatural provision. So, <laughs> well, wait, let's, uh, so I want to pull some life lessons from you and then I want to want you to tell us about the, the movie a little bit. Okay. So, through this life experience that you guys have had and you're working on movies and everything now, uh, why don't you let us know like, if there was one life lesson, something that you would say, you know what, in my life this is the most important thing, take this and, and build on it in your life, what would you share with people? We call them that, those are our life lessons. Well, I would say, man, because uh, the biggest life lesson for me is with all the faith and all the vision that God's given me that my family is the most important mm. part of that. And that, you know, I learned from the school of hard knocks that, you know, with 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 you know, you gotta you gotta you know, your family comes first. You know what I mean? That's the biggest life lesson for me as, as a leader and pastor, you know what I mean, that my wife and my kids, you know what I mean? It's the most important thing, you know. So that's like guys honed me to the point where I'm still pursuing the vision, but you know, but it's 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 right, you know, where my focus is at, you know, immediately with my, with my family and and making sure that that, that everything is copacetic, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. so that you know I'm not you know neglecting you know um, my own home, pursuing yeah. this big vision, you know what I mean, right, and. Um, so just because you got one call doesn't remove the other call. Right, exactly. right, right. So yeah. I learned that you know because that's be, the first call. Be, be, being young, you know what I mean. And if that, if anybody to all that's listening, you know anybody listening, you know as a young man, I'm still young. You know what I mean. You know I learned this lesson, um, you know, difficult way, but you know I'm there now. I have a little, mm -hmm. way more wisdom than I did 20 years ago. You know what I mean. If I had the wisdom now that I have 20 years ago, I would have did a whole lot of things different and avoided a lot of trouble and and, and things that happened. You know what I mean. But Nevertheless, I'm here by the grace of God, you know, and I understand how important it is to, you know, your home needs to be your focus, you know what I mean? And when your home is right, then the Lord can, can broaden your horizon. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I must agree. Family has always been first right. for me, right. as you know. In spite of ministry, family it, has always been first. And, mm -hmm. and, and one thing we don't want to be is a public success right. and private failure. Says mm. Kenton Jones. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be that. We don't want cool. to be successful yeah. publicly yeah. and be a failure privately, yeah. you yeah. know, with yeah. our children and right. our family. Right. That that we do not want. Right. So 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 it, one lesson we have definitely learned is to put family first. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 keep God in the midst of us. Yeah, God is always first. You know what I mean? It's just it's just yeah. it's just adjusting, you know, what I mean, you know, um, you know, being the way God wants you to be, you know, you need to be as a 
as a, as a father, you know, and then a yeah. husband, you know what I mean? So, you know, having all this vision, all this stuff, you know, you can easily get sidetracked and yeah. not in, not, yeah, not intentionally, but it, right. yeah, I've been pursuing it. And then you don't realize that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing right. and things, things happen. You know what I mean? But, and you know, the Lord has his own, yeah, on, on point. Mm -hmm. So I would say as a, that and, and, and also, you know, another, another big thing real quick is, is, um, you know, faith, of course, as you can hear a little testimony yeah. um, about faith in all our encounters, you know, um, we have so many, it would take days to tell you all this I'm stuff, man. You. So, I mean, but, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, if, you know, I would say that to people listening that you, you got to have faith. You know what I mean? God's not going to uh, just throw something on your lap, man, you know? Yeah. Um, God requires faith. Yeah. And, and and you never will get to a point in your life where you don't need faith anymore. Mm -hmm. Even with success, you know, God is in his wisdom has, has set things up where you have to go to him and you have to have faith in him where he will not ever allow it to be where you can operate just... On your own understanding, yeah. you see what I'm saying? He's not going to let you take his place. Right, you go. exactly. That's true. You got to have yeah. the Mr. Magoo faith, I yeah. like to call it. <laughs> yeah. The kind of like, you, you know Mr. Magoo, mm -hmm. his eyes yeah. was always closed and he was walking everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And But he never got hurt. You know, he, he walked off a ledge, but it was always a branch there to right. catch him. Right. So you got to have the Mr. Magoo faith. Mm -hmm. you know? that. Yeah. And <laughs> listening to it, there's a big part is action too, right? Like, right. If you don't do that first step, right? Like, he'll give you the vision, but you still got to take that first step, right? You he, you're not it, yeah. a robot. He's not going to puppeteer you through right. things. Like, right. he wants you to be a part of it. And so, right. listening exactly. to everything that you guys say, like, you have that faith, but then it also takes action. It's not always easy. It's not always the way that you think it's going to go. Right. But the the action is so important. You have to participate, and you have to drive that vision in tandem and in coordination and then you know god is still the biggest one to play but he's not doing it for you he wants right. you to do it with you and right. you will do right. it you know and and it comes with actually giving that time to god spending that quality time with god yeah. so when he do give you that vision you know that it's god you have no problem moving yeah i say you know what i'm I saying Confident, I say confidence comes from consistency. Right. So the more consistently you have those experiences, the more you can walk in confidence. Exactly. Right. You just took, you that's, exactly. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better because mm -hmm. that's exactly where we are. And through all our experiences, you know what I mean? We've seen God on a supernatural level. So it's no sense for us to stop, you know, trusting God and believing God. And we've been doing things unconventionally since we started because when yeah. God you have you do something usually it's going to be unconventional right? mm -hmm. that's how he gets the glory mm -hmm. alright so why don't you guys give us a quick rundown on the movie that you're making real quick and then tell us where to find you or where everybody can follow along on the journey of making this movie and we'll go from there okay the movie that we're making is called New World Order um, we call it Rise of the Dark Prince which is a adaptation of the movie that we currently have that you can find on all Platforms, pretty much digital download platforms, um, called New World Order. Right, I mean the the end has come. So basically, we we've taken the same concept, which mm -hmm. is based upon the Book of Revelation, mm -hmm. which the movie is about the end times and about the rise of the uh, what the Bible referred to as the Antichrist mm -hmm. and a false prophet, basically a kingdom that will come, mm -hmm. um, prophesied to come that will take pretty much over the world and be. Pretty bad, you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. so, 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 um, we have a story built around that, 
you know, our stories about a a a uh, blown what was the word? He, he's he's a, he's a um, counter terrorist police officer. He, yeah, he's a yeah SWAT sergeant, but he he he's like wore out, man. He he he's blown, man. His mind is shot because he his son was shot and killed in a um, bank robbery. You know, what I mean, and um, so he's a vigilante type guy. He's disgruntled with God. Um, you know, his wife is a believer, but they're having marital, marital problems, all that kind of stuff. And so his whole thing is it's like, you know, avenging his son, you know. And so he finds himself, you know, in this situation, you know, when the rapture takes place. And, you know, and he, 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 he realizes what's going on over a period of time, godly visions. Because what it is is that God has his hands on the man. And the man has been having dreams and visions of the Antichrist and the statues and weird stuff that he couldn't put his finger on. What the heck is this? You know, never gave any attention to it. Mm -hmm. But he still had these encounters and dreams. Now that the rapture is taking place, you know, God is now showing him, or he's starting to put it together um, through the aid of other people in his life and people who know the word, know the situation. And now he's like, okay, I see what's going on. It takes him for a minute to get there. So basically, the movie's about his transition from being a vigilante and, and not feeling God to, you know, actually completely surrendered to the Lord, mm -hmm. being able to cope with the loss, understanding, you know, why it happened. You know, now he is God's man yeah. for the hour and the man that would lead about the resistance, which is like a rebel Yep. You know, regime against the, you know, military campaign of the Antichrist and false prophet. And that's what it is. And it's like, you know, it, it goes from, at the same time, we're telling the origins of the false prophet and the um, Antichrist. So mm -hmm. we've got kind of like got a lot of exciting, interesting things going on. You right, know what I mean? Right. And we jump from all over the place. Mm -hmm. One minute we're back here. And then next thing we, we jump, uh, you know, years into the... Uh, the action. And the reason why we chose to do that way is because, you know, we didn't want to bore the audience, you know. Sure, sure, sure. So we had to get to the Antichrist, you know, the, the actual situation. Yep. We kind of, you know, but we're going to do this, Lord willing, over another three or four films mm -hmm. that will come after this one, yeah. which will definitely allow us to be able to tell the story completely. Depth, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and the production value, seeing the pictures, production value looks great. Mm -hmm. Where can everybody see your updates? Uh, they can see our updates at Legend Studios. That's Legend with a L E G I N D, not the conventional way of spelling Legend. Mm -hmm. So instead of the E, we put an I. So legendstudios.com, you'll find all our updates, everything we're doing, when we're filming next, if we need extras for the shoots, you know, all that good stuff you'll find at uh, legendstudios.com and on Facebook, you know, Legend Studios. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you'll be able to find out all the information about That's awesome. the movie. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate you talking and telling your story. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank awesome. you for listening, man. Yeah, thank that you. was a lot. Thank you for handling oh my <laughs> having us in. Ooh, yeah, it is a lot. It that was a lot. We had well, to, we to write a book. We don't. We do. We, <laughs> we will. We need to write a book. Because we, we still didn't say uh, 
uh, half the stuff that really it's so many things. I mean, we really yeah. have had so many supernatural encounters, yeah. and we rarely ever talk about this. I mean, it's been a long yeah, time yeah. since we had to recall all these events. Right, so, right. so this is a blessing sitting down talking with you yeah. that we had to recall all these events that happened now over twenty about eighteen years ago now. You know, yeah. Yeah. and um, but yeah, you know, it's it's all good, man. Yeah. It, 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 it reminds us where yeah. we came from, and it helps hone our focus. You know, even yeah. right now, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, thank we, you. We, we enjoyed it, man. We Perfect. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Perfect. All right, with that, we'll say adieu. Thank you once again for listening to the Inkledoo podcast. If you enjoyed what we had to say on this and you think other people might as well, then we'd really appreciate it if you'd help us out. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of the social media profiles. And please make sure to go ahead and share this link and this episode on your own social media. Thank you so much.